Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. One more hour to go on Wesson Walker. One more hour to go in the NBA trade deadline. We're getting a lot of breaking news updates. So many different sounders that Fiddy has had to hit. I would like to ask you to hit one, though. Can you go ahead and hit the sounder once? Because I do have some breaking news myself. According to sources, this is true, by the way. This is all true. This is not fake verification Twitter account. This is true. Wes Bryant. From WFNZ, Sports Radio WFNZ, 92.7 FM, will be sounding the siren on March 25th at the Carolina Hurricanes game. That is all very true, and I have the direct source to tell you himself, Wes, you're going to be over there sounding the siren for the Carolina Hurricanes on March 25th? Yeah, man. You know, other people from Charlotte, like a Christian McCaffrey or some of those guys have done this esteemed honor and so, yeah, man, I uh, inquired about this last season, but they had run out of spots, so I had to follow back up with them. So, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of cachet, and they are allowing me to do it. I'm super <laughs> excited about it. I've already planned out how I'm going to do it. Oh, really? I don't think that the uh, PNC Arena will ever be as lit as it's going to be when I set that place on fire before I sound that siren. Who do they play on March 25th? The Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. So, are you going to try to do something different than McCaffrey? Have you have you actually like watched I've film? I've seen what people do, and you're not thrilled with it. Is it fizzle? No, it's it's good. I mean, people do good stuff, but I mean, I'm 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 about to come through. I want I want people to realize he was just talking to me with a little bit of like a a little bit of a I'm the man type of face. Oh, I can't describe yeah. it. I'm just telling you. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yourself said you have enough cachet to go after it, and then you had your arms crossed talking to me about it. Mm. Wes Bryant. That's the dude that's that going to be sounding that siren. NASCAR Brad said, what an honor, rest, uh, Wes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And you get the custom jersey, I do believe. Uh-huh. So that's going to be dope. I'm going to frame that for sure. Oh, yeah. You're not going to wear it? Oh, no, no, no. Because, yeah, I, I'm going to have to have my Skrilla right for that game, too, because that, that gift shop is not cheap. I plan on taking uh, people with me. So it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Well, Fiddy, I feel like we need to give him some type of – responsibility to shout out the show while he's there because they're going to film this. Oh, yeah. I know they will ask for a bio and those things. And I'm going to make sure they put emphasis on this and when they can listen to it. Can we get a picture, put my face and Fiddy's face on it, and then you lift up your Hurricanes jersey, and then it's just us two on your chest wow. as you're sounding the siren. <laughs> that could be lit. I'll okay. think about that. I just, want to, I just want to make sure. I'm sure we can make a t-shirt with both of our faces on it, yes. and then you can give us a shout. It might be a little weird that it's not your family, your direct family, but it's okay. It's your show family. Yeah. And I think that's what I, that that's my only request. I don't think it's that big of a deal. So that's what I request. If you have a request, then you can text us, 704 Five seven zero ninety six ten, and you can send that in. Oh! All right, what we got, Fitty? All right, guys. Former Charlotte Hornet, 
uh, is being traded by the Atlanta Hawks as the Hawks are trading Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky to Houston for Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando, according to uh, sources at ESPN. Okay, so um, kind of one of the lower trades on the hierarchy of today, <laughs> but we did see another one that we did not update people on. <laughs> TFB reminded me on the text line, Golden State trading James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. James Wiseman, no longer a part of the Warriors roster, somebody that had been linked to the Charlotte Hornets quite a bit. I think if the Hornets had the second overall pick, they probably would have taken James Wiseman instead of LaMelo. But they didn't. Right. They dodged it right there. But they didn't. And you know what? Zero apologies here because the Hornets finally had some good luck their way and they selected LaMelo Ball and he is the franchise guy. But now James Wiseman going to the Detroit Pistons, I believe. This reminds me a lot of trading for Marvin Bagley, right? Like, are they just going after second overall big men that haven't panned out? This is what Detroit's model is right now. We'll go after Marvin Bagley, and to continue the lineage, we'll go after James. <laughs> I know, and I thought that he was going to be good, you know, coming out of high school, all the hype that he had. He went to Memphis. He had that short stint where in games he showed a lot of promise, and it looked like, man, this guy could be – I. I went as far as to say I thought that he was a David Robinson clone when I saw him play at Memphis. Whoa. I thought that he was very comparable to the Admiral. <laughs> I did. I thought he was very comparable. They had similar bodies. He was super athletic. He blocked everything that came in mm-hmm. to the hole, and then the whole recruiting fiasco happened. And, I mean, it's easy to say that hindsight, but when you watched him play at Memphis, I mean, he had all the gas, and then when he was dominant in his short stint at Memphis, so you were like, man, this guy has a chance to really do something, and now it's pretty much official. He's a bust. So it, it did happen. That's why I'm not an NBA GM. It, it happened in a three-way trade between Atlanta, Detroit, and Golden State. So Atlanta, they actually get Sadiq Bay. So Sadiq goes to Golden State. Golden State flips Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay goes to the Hawks, and in exchange, Golden State receives five second-round picks. So what we're seeing, by the way, what, like we can start to develop a little bit of a theme here throughout the NBA trade deadline. How many first-round picks have been traded outside of Kevin Durant? Because I can't really see all that many. I believe yeah. the Lakers sent one in the Russell Westbrook trade to get off that contract. And so they got off the first round pick. We saw Phoenix trade four unprotected first for Kevin because that makes a lot of sense. But I can't think of any other first round picks unless you guys want to remind me of one. But that that's a theme, right? Now, we, we've seen first round picks be shed willy nilly quite a bit. It's the second time I went to that phrase. I don't know why that's so in my mm-hmm. mind right now. But we've seen that before. This trade deadline period, teams are holding on to it. So with Jalen McDaniels, I thought maybe you could get some kind of protected first, like top lottery, top 20, something like that. But that didn't happen. So we'll see with uh, one more hour to go. It's starting to come in at the buzzer. Mason Plumley have not seen him traded yet. Kelly Oubre, Terry Rozier. I think Terry Rozier is pretty safe, and it's and it's. and I think we're going to be seeing him the rest of the way here in Charlotte, West. I feel like too many of the big deals that would have possibly pursued Terry Rozier, it, it feels like he's going to be a Charlotte Hornet. Yeah. Um. As we said, a lot of the teams that have been linked to him mm-hmm. have made deals to where you know now that he's not going anywhere. Uh, so, Terry, might as well just get ready for the long haul. I wonder, I don't think he's probably disappointed because he's such good friends with LaMelo and things of that nature. But I think the allure of a championship run with the team, or at least a deep playoff run, I think he's a little disappointed. 
you think that Terry would want to get traded to one of those teams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think with Terry, you know, look, Terry talked about it. Let's go to a soundbite real quick before we answer that question. Terry talked about being a part of trade rumors for quite a while now. Uh, no, nah, I mean, my, my, my name been in rumors since my whole career. So I just, like I said, I let the men, people upstairs do their job and I do mine. Yeah, and, and so I think with Terry, he wanted to be a guy that had more of a responsibility. We got that from him during his time in Boston. He comes to Charlotte, people ridicule the move, and it turned out to be a lot better because people are like, wait, you traded Kimball Walker for nothing. Now, you got something back with Terry. I mean, he was a, a good player, and I think that's why a lot of people respect him during his time here in Charlotte. You had signed him to an extension, a little too much, things went crazy here for Charlotte and now they might be moving on from him but it doesn't look like it here in the last hour I think Terry I think he would be just fine playing for a different team but you're talking about a vastly different role for Terry like think about it if a contender goes after Rogier is he starting for that team because Phoenix he starts for the Lakers yeah he starts for the Lakers Phoenix I don't know depending on what you would have gotten they, in return if Okay, if Phoenix makes that move instead of getting Kevin Durant. Well, you're definitely not starting Terry, by the way, unless Chris Paul comes back for Phoenix, right? In a potential deal. It's not happening now, mm -hmm. right? Because they traded for Kevin Durant. But you're talking about Chris Paul and Devin Booker as your starting backcourt. So now Terry's coming off the bench. You're not running that small as a starting lineup. Right. So it just depends on different teams. But I think that's the point. He has to start for us here in Charlotte. Like, that's that's what you got. That's your leading scorer. But for other contenders, so it just kind of matters what role does Terry want. And we don't know exactly what role that is. There he was talking about being a part of trade rumors. I did want to kind of gauge what you think of Terry's time here. Mm -hmm. Because I've kind of been known as a guy that's been out on Terry Rozier for the most part. I didn't love the extension. And it has nothing to do with Terry not being a guy that I value. It's just, I just didn't think over $20 million a year for Terry long term was the right way to roster build. But I give Terry a lot of credit because if you go back to his first season here in Charlotte, that was a season where Devontae Graham actually is really coming onto the scene. Terry Rozier was your starting point guard. Yeah. Devontae Graham starts to play very well. Right after that All-Star break, Terry Rozier has to undergo a role change. So then he goes to a combo guard, shooting guard role. Devontae is your starting point guard. It made a lot of sense for Terry's career, but even Terry talked about that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out exactly what my role was in the NBA. It was hard. He talked about how difficult that was to change the way he plays midseason, but eventually it became a better thing for him. And I just think with him buying in, a guy that was noted to be a little headachey with Boston – that's not been true here in Charlotte. Like, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. He's been nothing but awesome as far as his demeanor, what he's meant to the team, him being a leader, at least on the floor. I think he plays hard. So that, that note, whatever came with him as far as reputation goes from Boston never showed up here in Charlotte. And I think Terry deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I would agree with you. I thought when he came here, he was going to be a high volume shooter that came to a team that he was going to get the ultimate green light and just be able to put up as many shots uh, as he wanted. But I think, though, it's been a pretty favorable time that he's had here. Uh, a lot of fans love him. I've heard that, you know, he's a huge favorite of uh, Michael Jordan's as mm -hmm. well. And so when you talk about just the way he plays, you know offensively you're going to get, uh, you know, maximum effort. And defensively, Terry will – he's not always a great defender, but uh, there are times when he's going to exhibit the requisite effort. But as far as just his tenure here, would I say he was a good player for the Hornets during his time? Yes. 
I would say that he's hit a lot of big shots, um, you know, and he's been a guy that pretty much comes to play every night. Um, We've talked about Terry. We've talked a lot about these players that have been pursued and been a part of rumors within the trade deadline now here and really less than an hour away. I want to hit you with some rapid fire questions and you kind of asked some of your ideas to Doug, right? When he joined us at one o'clock. So let me ask you some of the same questions. How do you view the Hornets if they don't make a move? What they're going to look like the rest of the way? Yeah. Never mind. Scratch that. Fitty, what you got for us? All right. Uh, Eric Gordon, the, the Houston Rockets player that was involved in a horrendous foul call that cost the Rockets a home loss or a, a home win last night to the Kings. He's being traded. He's going back to join the Los Angeles Clippers, according to the uh-huh. Athletic and Stadium. Okay. Eric Gordon was a bad man in college. Remember yeah. him at Indiana yes. coming out, and he was phenomenal. Watching him go to the Clippers, a really that was like a really, I don't know why, cool NBA career, bouncing around, being a part of some pretty interesting teams, was a part of the Rockets with James Harden. Where yeah, he, he was a problem in Houston it, as well. Well, and he would just you know jack up threes, and that's exactly what the Rockets' offense was predicated on. But Eric Gordon being a pretty big part of that. So fun basketball player. Now going back to the Clippers. All right, Wes resume right <laughs> we're done pressing pause what do you think about the hornets if they're not going to make any more uh, moves how we value them the rest of the way yeah if they don't make any moves i think that you know it's disappointing because as i said you wanted to get draft picks cap space out of this thing see a direction that the hornets are going where you say okay are they moving towards a rebuild are they are they going to stand pat and at this point it looks like they are going to stand pat which is going to leave more questions in the offseason so I was, what do you do with Terry what do you do with Gordon do they want to even do anything with that uh, we talked about it during the break like you said is there a chance that they kind of leave this team pretty much as it is and then quietly which I don't know if it'll be quiet, but adding back in Miles Bridges next season, is that the direction they want to go in? Like, I'm I'm not quite sure, but I think if they make no moves at all, this is, is very perplexing because you don't know what direction that they want to go in. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about playing... I'm sorry, that wasn't rapid fire. It's okay. I forgive you. I'm not going to hold that against you. That's completely fine. <laughs> if we're talking about Bryce McGowan's and Kai Jones, JT Thor, some of the draft takes from the past couple of years then it does become still pretty hard to give those guys minutes if you're talking about sitting Terry Rozier. That's not happening. Kelly Oubre, what do you do with him when he's ready to come back? Because he wasn't diagnosed with being out for the rest of the season. So if Kelly comes back... You just have to play him and just deal with the results. That's all you can do. Yeah, and now I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. The rock being not wanting to play these veterans. The hard place being not mm-hmm. wanting to trade them for less value, right? And mm-hmm. it's tough. Like, I get it. That's why it's tough to be an NBA GM and here I am just talking about it and get to ridicule all I want to with no <laughs> ramifications. 704-570-9610. Text us via the Garage Door Guru text line. Get your final trade deadline thoughts in as we only have a couple more segments to go here on Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought-
bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller. I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're back. We're back. The Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You can hit us up on the Garage Door Guru Text Line 704-9610. Just wanted to make sure people, if they're going to text the 570-9610, that's how you can text us. That's okay. On Twitter, hopefully I can get this one right. Wesson Walker, W-E-S-A-N-D-W-A-L-K-E-R. You're so good at that. You're so good at that. All right. Uh, I guess just a couple of quick trades that went down while we were gone. Patrick Beverly now traded. Oh, the menace. Yeah, they got rid of him, sent him to Orlando. That's probably oh. a buyout situation. Huh? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It could be, but the Magic are getting back Mo Bamba. I don't know if you saw that because I know we were talking about Pat Bev going to Orlando, but the Lakers are now going to be getting Mo Bamba. Oh, you said the Magic are getting back I'm, Mo Yeah, Bamba I'm sorry. The Magic are, I got you. are trading Mo Bamba. So we saw Mo oh. Bamba, Austin Rivers, those guys getting in a fight. Now Mo Bamba going to the L.A. Lakers. Oh, that might be a little something right there. You like that? If anybody can get something out of Mo Bamba, it's probably LeBron. Man, I, that, I talked about Cam Reddish being a guy that will never be able to quit. Yeah. I was very high. On Mo Bamba during the pre-draft process, and that's somebody that I wanted to see. I think that might be a little bit, even though he's not Anthony Davis, that it might be a little bit of AD insurance in case he gets hurt again. Uh, Maybe, yeah. And I do wonder, just not only the insurance part about this, but I'm interested in just how much he'll play over there. Because Thomas Bryant's no more, right? We saw him. Didn't we hear that Thomas Bryant requested a trade is that well, i just saw that they said that he didn't like the fact that his minutes had gone down due to ad coming back and they said with his they said with his contract coming to an end that the lakers would only be able to offer a mid-level exception so i think money sure. was going to be able to swing it but okay I think he wanted to keep balling like he had been doing so that that makes sense if you're talking about from a Lakers standpoint just getting rid of thomas bryant so you don't lose him for nothing i guess if you thought about something but yeah. like Thomas Bryant requesting a trade and Bones Highland for Denver, who is in his second year, okay, not happy with his role. And you're talking about the Nuggets being number one in the Western Conference, a conference that is very deep. These kids getting crazy out here. That's all I got to say, including Fitty. What you got? Yeah, no, it continues. The San Antonio Spurs, they are now trading Josh Richardson to the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay, Richardson, man, he was awesome for the Heat for a while, and then, you know, started to eventually slip a little bit. As he went to Philadelphia, thought that was going to be a good move. Now he's been traveling to Boston, Dallas, so not quite working out for him. But we'll see what he can do with New Orleans. Man, do you think they'll play Mo Bamba when he comes in the locker room in L.A.? I will. I would. Hell yeah. <laughs> How much do you think he likes that song? Oh, he's got to love it. That song rings off in the stadium. That's a great stadium song. I've, I've had this conversation with people before. What are the most random athlete hip-hop shout-outs in rap history? 
because there are a lot. I go, I'm going to weigh you can't pass like Aaron Brooks. That was a little way. Oh, man, there's so many fire so, lines. As far as like rappers. random athletes, but but to name one after Mo Bamba, I mean, that's pretty crazy. And that's pretty random. Dude, it, that's what I'm Mo saying. Mo Bamba out of everybody to make a song about. Um, I did have one question before you start to dive in. What's up? How distracted are you by this pizza smell right now? Yeah, it smells phenomenal. You can smell I feel the like garlic you... and the sauce. <laughs> Flounder walks in with the whole pizza, and then he walks by. And I'm kid- I'm not kidding at all. I promise, none of this is exaggeration. Flounder gets a plate of pizza to bring to Fitty behind the board. Wes, as I'm talking, that's why you can hear like that's how you hear like the little fadeaway effect, and then it's coming back because Wes looks at the pizza as it, it's traveling like a dog sees it, and then he wants the food real badly. And that's you see, he you didn't fit it in his offers, none. Man. Nothing. No, I wouldn't order a whole pie not offer. <laughs> I don't want any, but dang man. No, you want some? You you cannot. No, I'm you good. Can, I'm you, not gonna cheat, no, bro. Okay. The box is right over there. Go get you. No, a slice. I'm good. I'm good. Here. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You want some pizza? I gotta be uh be straight this week. I told I told Bryce that next week for guys' night, for our junkie guys' night, we're gonna go to Open Kitchen for some pizza. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, there is a Super Bowl going on. There is, there uh, is a Super on Bowl. Sunday. Yeah. Even though the oh oh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Did you mean that one or you did it for play? All right, what no. is it, Fitty? No, what we got mean? an update on that Warriors and Pistons trade. The Pistons are sending forward Kevin Knox to Golden State as part of the multi-team tri- uh, the multi-team deal that does bring them James Wiseman. Although Mox or Knox may be moved on to yeah, a new he's team. Not standing Golden. All right, Kevin Knox, big time Knicks upset. I know you're, I mean, just a, a big time bust. Never panned out to anything. And also a Charlotte Hornet target in the draft, by the way, according to sources pre-draft be process. Glad they missed on that target. 100%. Never worked out. No SGA. Go ahead, Wes. All, All right, right man. So, yeah, just talking about Super Bowl, the Chiefs, the Eagles, okay? Uh, I guess we'll start it out with what Super Bowl matchup do you want to see the most? Well, I think NFL Live was talking about this, I believe, yesterday. But it's Chris Jones oh, took being the... Keep going. Keep going. Talk <laughs> right. to me. All right, Fiddy, how about this? Let's make this a game. You pick the winner on who makes the best point about Chris Jones. Are you going Landon Dickerson or are you going interior offensive line? Or Jason Kelsey? Go ahead. You go in there. All right, that's fine. I'm yeah. going with Chris Jones. I'm going with that matchup. Just interior offensive line because Kansas City, their pass rush, it really comes from Chris Jones quite a bit, especially if you're talking about interior pass rush being king. The thing that makes quarterbacks uncomfortable as much as anything else, it's when guys come up the middle and you cannot step up in the pocket. And so with Chris Jones now starting to get home as he did this past game, Weirdly enough, never having recorded a sack in the postseason before this last game that he played where he was just absolutely dominant. He was the best player on the field, and that's alongside Pat Mahomes. I think Chris Jones going against Jason Kelsey, who has been an absolute stud in the run game, as well as Landon Dickerson, who I believe is a pro bowl, if not all pro guy this year. I think that's the matchup I'm looking at most. Well, I'll go in a different direction. Um, I will say that I want to see how It's pretty obvious, but I want to see how the Eagles are going to decide to cover Travis Kelsey because it seems like the guy is always open. The Chiefs don't have anybody 
that really strikes fear in your heart at the wide receiver position, but yet Patrick Mahomes throws for over 5,000 yards. So you have to be on guard for everybody that they deploy out there. So I want to see if the Eagles will decide at the onset of the game to just double Kelsey and and see what happens. Um, I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup, but I still think Kelsey will find a way to have a big game because his um, – chemistry with Patrick Mahomes and the way Andy Reid can scheme him open. It's just, it's magic, man. You can't stop this guy. And, and so just another one for me, Legereus Sneed mm-hmm. said he cleared the concussion protocol mm-hmm. and that is a big time cornerback for them that can help you limit what an AJ Brown could do. I, I love Legereus Sneed. I think he was great as a rookie, right? Kansas City hitting on that draft pick a little bit later on as a cover guy who's also strong and a big physical corner. Love what you get from him. And so that would have been a huge loss if he wasn't available or even if he's not 100%. But he seems good to go. That's going to be a fun matchup on the outside as well. Sneed versus AJ Brown and uh, having those guys go at it. Yeah, and I also I'll go back to the line and I want to see uh, if Frank Clark is indeed going to step up uh, and give Chris Jones the help that he is going to need when you talk about a guy who this season has not been uh, quite what Kansas City fans have expected. He's only had nine and a half sacks the last two seasons, but we know that he is capable of getting after the quarterback, and he's going to have uh, a very tough matchup. And my man over there, Jordan Mailata, I think mm-hmm. I'm saying his name right. So uh, the trenches is going to be the key to this football game. There's no question about it. And the thing that's been interesting to me, too, is Josh Sweat, who's really emerged for the Eagles, who was a tr- huge recruit coming out of high school. And at Florida State, he was a good player. But you didn't see him just being a guy that was going to come in and uh, end up being a, a big-time player on a defensive line and be as big a contributor as he's been at the pro level. He's definitely been a late bloomer. Well, I think a lot of people liked him, too, in the pre-draft process because of his athleticism. And you see yeah, that. Yeah, that was his thing. Well, and you see that a lot with guys that are highly recruited, go to a college, don't really pan out. This kind of happened with Byron Cowart. Remember how big of a recruit he was yes. at Auburn? And then it doesn't really pan out for him. But then Bill Belichick is like, all right, I'm, I'll take the talented dude that maybe didn't pan out in college, whatever. We'll see if we can get it. And they kind of did. And so I think that was interesting when you see some of those guys that, that are able to resurrect their career, even if it doesn't work out in college. And real quickly, you mentioned also the pass rush there, mentioning Josh Sweat. It's crazy the pass rush that Philly has. 16 sacks for Hassan Reddick. 11 for Hargrave, 11 for Sweat, 11 for Brandon Graham, and Fletcher Cox has seven, and he has the least amount as a defensive tackle at seven. Which is a great number for interior D lineman. Oh, yeah, it's great, and it's the lowest amount. Yeah. That's that that's nuts. If you're talking about another matchup, people sing the praises for the Eagles' offensive line. It's the best in the league. Is Kansas City's offensive line second best in the league? They've been very good, yeah. and that's what has allowed Pat Mahomes, I think, to kind of balance the scale when losing a guy like Tyreek Hill. Number one pass block win rate. They've been very so good. They've been fantastic. They learned their lesson, you know, after they got embarrassed by the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl and they couldn't block anybody that game. Granted, they had injuries, but they said, hey, we're really going to invest in the offensive line. So they've done that as well. But uh, who are you pulling for? Who do you think will win? I'm pulling for what Kansas do- City. I, and 
I like the story of Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to be mad. Do we want to say who we're pulling for now and then reserve who we think will win for tomorrow? We can absolutely do okay. that. We'll also pick the top 10 players. We've been, we needed some debate with the yes. top 10 players. We've All certainly right. had that during those times. That, we can and that'll that be tomorrow. good too. Lots to choose from. Um, yeah, I'm pulling for Kansas City. And really, it's just to have some kind of defense against the blingy culture. It's because I think Andy Reid is one of the best football coaches of all time. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people hold against him the fact that he has not won multiple Super Bowls. I'm glad he got the one just to be in that category. But I still think people want to bring him down from the Pantheon, from the Mount Rushmore that might make up whatever it is that you have with the NFL head coaches there. And the same thing for Pat Mahomes. I mean, think about it. I I don't want Tom Brady to be the GOAT. I relinquish that. I think he is. But I'd much rather have the dude that has all of the crazy physical tools that is so fun to watch in Pat Mahomes. I want him to win a million Super Bowls. I like seeing greatness, man. Like, I know a lot of people pull against dynasties. And sure, I like to see some parody every now and then. But I like being able to say, yeah, man, I grew up in that era. Or I got to watch those guys. That was a lot of fun. Getting to say... I saw Pat Mahomes just destroy the league, get to every conference championship game, win half of those, and then win 30, 40% of the Super Bowls that he ever you know, was a part of in his NFL career. I like seeing that. So I'm pulling for Kansas City. Yeah, I think it's no secret. People know who I'm cheering for and why. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say who I think will win the game, but certainly going for Kansas City. And for me, this is definitely the lesser of two Eagles. Two eagles. Two eagles. That's perfect. That's uh, <laughs> because my team got smashed by the Kansas City Chiefs uh, towards the middle of the season, and then they took one to the Eagles as well. So I don't really care for either team, not to mention the Chiefs beat my 49ers in the Super Bowl. So uh, it's tough. But right now, the fresher wound is that left by the Eagles. So I'm going for uh, the Chiefs. My, my question to you, too, is you're a big Tom Brady fan. Mm-hmm. You also like Pat Mahomes a lot. I, yeah, like I said, be, the heartbreak from the Super Bowl tempered that a whole lot. But yes, I, I very much respect Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So you know, NASCAR Brad saying he hates Mahomes. Go Philadelphia. So I, I was interested in you because of Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. do, do you care if Pat Mahomes starts winning enough blingies? I, I love that. I, that's part of my normal vocabulary now. Yeah. Does he win enough blingies to compete with Tom Brady? Is that going to make you mad? Uh, it will not make me mad because for one, first and foremost, he is a black quarterback. So I think that would be excellent to see uh, a black quarterback emerge and really. Uh, exhibit excellence and, and win lots of championships. I don't think he will get it. Um, I don't That's know if Andy Reid will coach coach long enough. Um, it's going to be interesting to see when they do have to get another head coach, uh, the longevity of him to be able to do that because the, the, the dominance of those Patriots with Belichick and the fact that they went hand-in-hand hand with Tom Brady being as good as he was, but then Belichick being ex excellent as he was defensively with game plan so I think a lot will have to go right for him but he's on a great track right now five straight AFC championship games this will be his third Super Bowl so he's on the right trajectory if he can get this one this will certainly put him on a better track than anybody else right now you, you say when Andy Reid quits I'm telling you right now if I'm David Tepper and Andy Reid is 83 years old and is <laughs> wearing diapers million. and needs to be moved around in a wheelchair I will give him the richest NFL contract 
of all time as far as a head coach goes in order to bring him in Bank of America Stadium, even if it means he coaches this team for one season. Yeah. That's how much I want Andy Reid, especially if he brings Pat Mahomes with him. If Mahomes is like, no, nah, I'm not playing for another coach, you know, bring me Andy Reid, that's fine. That's exactly what I'll do. All right, and we'll try to give Fitty the uh, the richest contract ever once he brings us another Fitty Flash, the last one of the day. We're going to try to work on it. All right, you're board. paying it, though. I'm not. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't all have right, enough so money. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yesterday we had... Wake Forest head coach uh, Steve Forbes on, which, by the way, y'all y'all like having me talk to rival coaches on the show. We've brought Kevin Keats on. <laughs> We've now brought on Steve Forbes. Can you do your man a solid and get Hubert Davis on? Are, are, you, going to, are you going to play nice with Hubert, though? See, that, that's the thing. Is, is that something that you would do? Because I know some people are not exactly thrilled with his coaching right now. I was nice at media day, wasn't I? You were. But I, but you know, I mean, you you hold a steak in front of a dog enough times, eventually he's going <laughs> to eat it. Like I don't know if the temptation is like that for you. Well, speaking of Wake Forest, their star guard Tyree Appleby, he has signed an NIL deal with a certain restaurant chain. Would y'all vi- would y'all care to guess what restaurant that is? Hardy's. Uh, it's got to be Olive Garden. Got to be. Hundred percent. McDonald's. Yeah. It was, as you could imagine, Applebee's oh. had signed him to an NIL deal. He's already got a commercial out and airing, and I just hope he eats enough Applebee's, that two-for-twenty menu, that he misses the NCAA tournament. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you just want him to be fat and happy and just be I complacent. think you more so want him to miss the ACC tournament. That, too. <laughs> just, just to watch you melt down. What is the, D, the DNPAB did not play Applebee's? <laughs> That's going to happen for Tyree. Look, and I get it, man. You might not be able to leave. I completely understand it. Happy hour got too much for Tyree Applebee. Plus, he's definitely old enough to be there. Yeah, he's, he's got a cool commercial they were shooting uh, with his teammates, so that'll be interesting once that comes out. When we come back, my Black History Sports Hero or Heroes of the Day and what's on tap is Wes and Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection, you can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We're back, the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. This is your Black History Hero or Heroes of the Day. And we're going to talk about the first black college football game, which happened to be played between Biddle College, which is now Johnson C. Smith University, and Livingstone College on December 27th, 1892. And team members purchased a regulation football and uniforms, and the players equipped their street shoes with cleats, taking them off after practice. Imagine if I went and got my Reebok pumps outfitted with cleats that would be fantastic that I have on. 
right now. The young women of the school's industrial department made the players its uniforms for the first game. The teams played two forty-five minute halves. You talking about Iron Man football That's right there, so man? Forty-five minute halves. Goodness gracious! On Livingstone's front lawn, W.J. Trent scored Livingstone's only touchdown on a fumble recovery. The snow covered the field's markings, and Biddle argued that the fumble was recovered out of bounds. So. Yeah, there was a little controversy, controversy going on out there. But Biddle won the contest five to nothing. And in nineteen fifty six, an athletic marker was erected at Livingstone in honor of the historic game. So there you have it. I'm sure Roger Goodell would say officiating has never been better right. in nineteen ninety two as well. But as we got it is big news. Lay it on them, Walker. Lay it on. All right. The Charlotte Hornets have been involved in another Ow! trade. Thank you for the sounder, Fitty. The Hornets are trading center Mason Plumley to the Los Angeles Clippers. And as of right now, they're getting back Reggie Jackson in return. ACC country, you possibly remember Reggie Jackson on those Boston College teams. He was on that team that actually beat North Carolina in 09 when the Heels went 0-2 and then would end up winning the championship. Love them already. Flounder's giving me a middle finger, but they won the championship. I just mentioned an 9 <laughs> title, Flounder. But yes, that's Reggie Jackson coming back. What's weird is it feels like there should be picks coming back because Reggie Jackson, y'all, he might actually help this team. I mean, <laughs> Reggie provides rim yeah, pressure, he and he's not a bad shooter. He actually plays some defense a little. Like, yeah, we don't need that. How dare you play defense? I don't want it. I mean, I don't want it right now. So if you're trading Mason Plumley and you're not getting back any picks, I, I don't know. Like, It seems like we could be getting some more information um, as these details come about from Woj. Now, the good news is here, you are not trading for any more money long term. He's making $11 million at the age of 32, but Reggie Jackson... Is is uh is going to be off of the books after this season is over and done with. Joey from Huntersville asked if it was Mr. October. No, that is not the Reggie Jackson that they traded for. <laughs> it's a very different Reggie Jackson. So off of the books after this season, Mason Plumley was going to be the same thing. Here's the problem, and we're going to see if we get more information about this. You basically traded Mason Plumley, who was playing well, and. You wanted to trade him so you would get something in return, right? You didn't want to lose Mason Plumley for nothing. That was the whole idea. Plus, you wanted to create more opportunity for Mark Williams. And so that is a part of this that you, you get at least some kind of baseline benefit with having Mark Williams be your starting center going forward. That's going to be a lot of fun. I would like to have gotten, you know, some of those second round picks. I mean, I'm scratching like Tyrone Biggums wanting some of those second round picks. <laughs> I feel like that's what Mitch Kupchak is wanting out here. And so I would I would imagine that we're going to get some information regarding second round picks, but we haven't seen it yet. What do you make of this trade, Wes? Um, it's hard to really gauge what's coming out of this, like you said, if they don't get any picks. Uh, you know, Mason was playing great basketball. You talk about what he had, one of the greatest shooting months, if not the greatest shooting month in NBA history It was last month. It was getting, like, laughable how crazy Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was a walking double-double, so he's really playing arguably the best basketball of his career. I think it was the best oh, basketball no, it was, of his yeah. career. So I think the Clippers are getting a guy that's hot right now. Whew. He's going to help them as well. From the Hornets' perspective, like you said, if there's no picks involved, I'm not sure uh, what, you, what you're doing here because this is a rebuild to build around Melo. You want to get as much draft capital and cap space as you can. 
So I'm not sure. Um, especially with no Terry Rozier out of the door, right? I right. mean, Reggie Jackson is a backcourt player, and he's going to be coming off of the bench because you're not going to be starting Reggie Jackson as long as you have Terry. Maybe that's the other thing to mention here. I mean, look, I mean, his money will come off the books next year. It's $11 million. He'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2023. Right. So, I mean, maybe maybe within the final 10 minutes, Kyle Bailey probably going to have to update you on that because there's going to be a seven-minute window as we hand off that baton to Kyle, and maybe there is some more Hornets news coming in as he takes over at 3 o'clock. But I wonder, just maybe, just maybe, could you see Terry Rozier um, out the door as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think picks are coming in, though, man. I just don't know why you would trade Mason Plumley for Reggie Jackson unless you're trying to flip Reggie for second-round picks. Hopefully you have a deal in place with somebody else. So we're going to keep um, refreshing Woj. We're going to keep refreshing Shams as well. What have you made of this trade deadline day, man? I mean, it's, it's been, been excellent. Nuts. I know we talked about it yesterday. I thought this was going to be an active trade deadline. It's been that plus some. I mean, I can't think of many better during my, you know, in recent memory. I'll just say that. I mean, you had two huge superstars traded in Kyrie and KD. You've had lots of other smaller trades that have been uh, pretty good as well. So I'm not sure, man, that um, – there's been a better trade deadline. I've enjoyed it, man. It's just the excitement of seeing guys in different uniforms, what it's going to mean to the landscape uh, of the NBA. I think we have a team now that's definitely poised to uh, make it to the championship round if they can stay healthy in the Phoenix Suns. I think that the balance of power has certainly been shifted in the West back to uh, the Phoenix Suns. And so just uh, another update to provide here. Shams tweeted out a while ago. I don't know if we updated people on this specific part of the trade, but uh, the Pelicans are trading Devontae Graham and four second round picks back to San Antonio. You got something, Wes? Oh, we got another one. Blazers trading Gary Payton to the Warriors for five second. Oh, for five <laughs> second round picks. The second round picks. I mean, man, the is- second round. I told you they're like, hey, hey, Walker, you got you got some second round picks. How many we got? Seven? All right, we'll give you Done. like five of them. I don't care. Send we got out. five for when you. When do I send it out? Yeah. Now. What you want? Now, four or five? They're selling them like guys on the street. What you want? Four or five? <laughs> you want four? You want five? What you want? Four. <laughs> four, four second round picks in the Devontae Graham part of the deal. Now we're talking about five when you're talking about How bad do you Gary feel Payton now if you're a player picked in the second round? You're like, man, they don't give a damn about me. Oh, I ask about Jalen McDaniels. <laughs> they just turned Jalen McDaniels into a couple of second round yeah. picks. All we heard was multiple there. I don't know. I think that's all we got. I think yeah, there was they was two. That's so weird. They got rid of Gary Payton, too. After they signed just him. a year ago, and now he's back. Gary Payton II was a huge part of yeah. their finals win. Defensively, was an absolute menace. But he's been hurt with them in Portland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he he's kind of gets nicked up a lot. I think they're trying to get a little bit of uh, extra insurance, too, for Curry. Not knowing how long he'll be out. Uh, Big Cat Dan wrote in, Woj bombs are dropping everywhere. I am I am trying. I'm the SpongeBob meme where everything is going crazy around him, and I'm trying to look left and right, back and forth, just figure out everything that's happening in the NBA. That's what I feel like on this show. Yeah, what do you think about your Knicks, Fitty? They got Josh Hart. We saw the heartwarming video of Jalen Brunson, excited to be reunited back with his Villanova teammate. What do you make of uh, how your Knicks have operated? I don't know because I'm tired of Villanova guys playing on my professional <laughs> team, especially right. guys that were a big part of breaking my heart back in uh, the April of 2016. Um, the, the crazy thing is, is that, you know, Wes was trying to talk about this idea that the Knicks were going to trade away R.J. Barrett for Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. 
And what's really funny is last night I was doing some online window shopping. I need some Knicks gear. And I thought about buying an R.J. Barrett jersey. He's my favorite current member of the Knicks. And so I'm just really glad he he doesn't appear to be traded away because that would have been a waste of $120 out the window. That would have been a Wes Bryant move, getting a teammate, well, then maybe getting a jersey, yep. and then that actually either falling off the cliff or just having that player go to a different team altogether. All right, keep it right here. The NBA trade deadline, is it? A, it's about to wrap up. Keep it with Kyle Bailey as he updates you on anything else coming in at the last second regarding the Charlotte Hornets. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.